Welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. My name is Uriel Kame, New York Times bestselling author, former professional athlete, and founder of Healthpreneur, the world's leading company helping health and fitness experts start and scale high-end coaching businesses. If you want to attract more clients, learn how to convert them without feeling salesy, and deliver an amazing program for them on the back end, if you want to be inspired by what others just like you have gone through and how you can do the same no matter what life goes your way, then you are in the right place. Because every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to be bringing you the best to help you take your knowledge and expertise to the next level with your health or fitness coaching business. And if you enjoy what you see and hear and would like to take your business to the next level, then I invite you to check out our free online training over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, we are back. And in today's episode of the podcast, well, guess what? We're continuing our conversation about the Client Activator Scorecard. If you don't have your copy yet, once again, you're missing out to this amazing two-page tool that is going to really provide a great diagnostic of your marketing and help you understand maybe why you're not getting the conversions you want in the sense of new leads and clients coming through and what you can do to improve things starting today. You can get it for free over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash scorecard. The last two episodes, we talked about the first two activators. Today, we're talking about the third activator, which falls within the first of the three pillars, the three M's, market message magic. This is the third activator underneath the market pillar, okay? Uh, The message, market, and magic, I call those the triad of influence because once you get all of this dialed in properly, you're able to influence people in a way that is, it's almost magical, to be honest. It's it's almost like you're hypnotizing people without hypnotizing them. So it's a pretty cool thing. Obviously, we're doing this for good, not for evil, so it's all good. Um, So anyways, today I wanna share a really interesting story with you that'll lead into this third activator, and it's about $23 billion brands. Check this out, Procter & Gamble, who you probably know is a huge conglomerate, did you know that as of this recording, they have $23 billion brands? That's pretty significant. Toilet paper, laundry detergent, paper towels, you name it, 23 individual billion dollar brands. So why am I sharing this with you? Well, I'm sharing this with you because we've talked about narrowing things down to a single target market, right? And if you look at Procter & Gamble as a company, their, 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 their market is, is kind of anybody. It's really any human with a household. But each of their product categories occupies a single target market. But here's the thing, is that they set out to dominate any market they go into. There's a book that was written with, uh, with them, uh, with kind of with their story, it's called Plain to Win. And it, it illustrates how Procter & Gamble does not enter into a market unless it plans to dominate. And that is our third activator right here, is don't play in a market that you have no intention of being the best at. So if you're not gonna go and be the best and be the number one authority, celebrity, you know, the person in that market, don't even bother. So I and Healthpreneur, we set the goal of being not necessarily the only company that serves health and fitness experts to build their, their coaching businesses, but we want to be the best. And that's everything we do is to be the best. Not from an egotistical standpoint, but because by being the best, by striving to be the best, 
it forces us to be as excellent as possible for our clients because the only way you become the best is by producing results. And if we're doing things to produce results for our clients, then it helps our ultimate mission of being the dominant player in our space. Listen, there are other companies, there are other experts in this space. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn a blind eye to that, but I promise you they're not as good as us. And I know some of them. So it's you know no hard feelings. But when see, here's the thing is like a lot of people have issues with confidence and comparing themselves to other people. Oh, so-and-so is doing this or charging this much. I'm like, listen, like some of my best friends do the same stuff and I still think I'm better than them. That's the type of confidence you have to have to enter into a marketplace, even against your friends, let alone competitors you don't even know, and dominate it. And again, it's not about domination from an egotistical, narcissistic, I want to be number one, give me the gold medal perspective. It's about being the best because of the journey it forces you to go through to be as best as you can possibly be as a company to serve your audience, to serve your clients, to serve your market. And it's ultimately about, you know, you becoming the best version of yourself because your business only grows as a byproduct of how much you grow. So a plant doesn't just grow on its own. It grows as a byproduct of the nutrients, water, and sunlight that it's exposed to. So your business is the after effects of you nourishing yourself with the right sun, nutrients, and water, metaphorically speaking. The more you grow, the more your business grows. So if you want to be the best as an outcome, as a vision, then you just go upstream. You say, okay, if I want my business to be the best then I have to be the best. How do I be the best? Me. Well, I think it starts with simple little things. Like you have to manage yourself really, really well before you can manage anyone else. And this is like, listen, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I have this dialed in to 100% because if I look, if I'm really honest with myself and I look at where I'm wasting time, where I'm not consistent, It's these little things that add up over the years that ultimately cause us to not achieve our goals. You just look in the mirror. It's like, dude, you know that morning routine you said you're doing? What happened the last four weeks when you slept in those extra two hours? That's on you, 100% your fault, no one else's fault. Remember that goal you said you wanted to achieve this week, but you didn't even work on it because you didn't feel like it? Hey man, now you know why you didn't hit your goals. Look in the mirror. And when I say... I'm literally just kind of sharing my own story with you here, okay? So if I say I'm going to work on this thing and I don't even touch it, there's some degree of resistance there for why I'm not touching it. And see, like amateurs do it when they're inspired. Pros find a way to do it anyways. So it doesn't matter if you're tired in the morning, you don't want to work out. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like doing your webinar. It doesn't matter if you X, Y, Z, whatever, you know, whatever the excuse is. If you want to be the best, you will find a way to do it no matter what, okay? So that's just kind of on a personal level is to do the little things that move the big needles. And I think having a morning routine is extremely important. So right now I have a new kind of revised morning routine that I think is, uh, that I'm really excited about. I call it TMJ, Train, Meditate, Journal. It takes about an hour. I give myself, you know, maybe a little bit more time if I want to sometimes, but 30 minutes of training, 20 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of journaling. And I love this because 
it, like I, I've recognized that my body, my brain operates best when I get active in the morning. Like I like doing my most important work first thing in the morning, but I also realize I feel the best when I get a good sweat on first thing in the morning. Now the challenge is I don't always want to push myself first thing in the morning because my body's not even awake yet. So sometimes I get better workouts later in the day, but if the compromise is if I do the workout later in the day, sometimes I don't even do it because maybe I'm just tired. The kids are home. I don't want to do it anymore versus just get the workout in, even if it's 70% as good, but at least it's done. And then it gets my brain like dialed in for the rest of the day. That's worth it to me. The meditation, I just find it centers me in a lot. It makes me a better person, to be honest. Uh, the journaling, uh, just this is a new practice I've taken on uh, courtesy of my good friend, Robin Sharma, who really inspired me about this because uh, he journals every single morning. And I thought to myself, I'm a big thinker. Like I love thinking. Why am I not journaling? Because journaling is just a way, like, because I think the challenge I ran into before with journaling was I was sick and tired of saying the same thing over again. I'm so grateful for, I'm so grateful for, I'm so grateful for, I'm so like, I'm just repeating my goals. Like every time I'm like, dude, like we get it. It's, it's a bit like, it's a bit monotonous. So with the approach that Robin taught me, it became a lot more freestyle, right? So celebrate, it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. So it's like, listen, I had a conversation with a good buddy, Jacob yesterday and super smart guy works with dentists and helping them build their practices. And we, we do a, a monthly check-in call sharing best practices and so forth. Cause we do very similar things in slightly different audiences. And so this morning I wake up, do my TMJ. I'm in my journaling. And the first thing I read in my journal is insights. So I wrote down five insights from our call yesterday. And what that gave, it gave me the time to really digest and allow the things that we talked about to just really sink in, to bring to surface the most important nuggets that I just don't want to have disappear into the ethers. So None of us are taught how to think, which I think is a really, ironically, a really unfortunate thing in school. Thinking is the most valuable activity you have because that is where your biggest ideas are going to come from. We're talking about the client activator process here. You're going to see that as we get into the magic, you know, the big idea really matters and the big idea comes from thinking and you need to give yourself space to think. So that's just some of the stuff that I'm working on to be the best version of myself so that I can perform the best individually. I can be the best leader to my team and ultimately our company is better than it is today, right? That's ultimately the goal. So when we look at the one end of the spectrum, so we have one to nine in terms of the scale on the scorecard. So the one, one, two, and three is the initial category. The statement here would be you dabble in many different niches and are a jack of all trades, helping anyone you can. So that is the what you don't want to create. You don't want to be the jack of all trades. You don't want to help anyone you can, anyone who'll pay you money. Like you don't want to be that person or that company. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, which is the ideal, we have you are the dominant authority in your niche, and your perfect clients line up to work with you no matter the price. That is a great place to be in. And when that's the case, you're really dominating your space. And it's a lot easier to be the dominant force in your space than being the competitor that everyone's trying to, you know, like being, it's, it's harder to climb to the top. It requires more focus, diligence, time, but also a really good offer. But at the top, there's very little competition. If you think about a mountain, how many people get to the summit compared to the people at the base camp? 
It's like, I don't know, 10% maybe. So it requires more stamina, more marketing stamina, if you will, to get to the top. But once you're there, it's, it's a whole lot easier because everyone wants to work with the best, right? It's so funny, right? You know, we work with clients. I, I, this is something that drives me crazy. When someone is like, actually, this, this just came up yesterday. One of our, our coaches, she's like, uh, so-and-so is interested, but he wants to speak with one of our, he wants to speak with a few of our clients to talk about their experience. And I'm like, you know what? F off. Like, I don't have, we don't have time for that shit. We, you know, we send them, I don't even know how many testimonials, case studies, testimonials. <laughs> like, If that's not good enough and this person wants to now manually call however many of our clients, and by the way, one client won't be enough because he's going to have to talk to three, four, five, ten. It's never going to end, right? So here's an example of I don't give a shit about working with this person because what this is telling me, and I pardon my, 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 my abrasiveness here, but as you can tell, I don't have patience for this kind of nonsense. If someone is looking for so much certainty before they are able to step into something, they're a joke. You're a joke. You're a joke if that's what you're trying to do. Because what that says is you don't believe in yourself. And you're not an entrepreneur because you're not creating before you see things. Everyone's looking for the show me the proof before I take action. That's not the way this works, man. You need to commit first and figure out the rest later. It doesn't matter that Brandy did $27,000 last month or so-and-so did a million dollars last month because there are other people who didn't do anything last month in terms of our clients. So what are you going to pick and choose the one you want to associate with, right? Like if I show you a client that's doing a million dollars a month, what are you going to say? Oh, I can never do that. But if I show you a client who's making no money right now because they're kind of just starting, then you're going to say this doesn't work. You see how this works? Like there's no way you can win this situation. So in this case, what we do with people like this is I said, listen, you're obviously not a good fit to work with us. Thanks so much for your time. All the best on your own. Done. End of conversation. Done. And this is because I believe we are the dominant authority in our space. Because when someone like that, we can get them out of our our vortex, we can get them out of our, our whatever, our space, it creates an opening for someone else to come in who's a better fit. And this is the thing, is when you help anyone you can, you take on everyone. And now you're screwed because you're working with clients you can't stand. You're working with clients who are going to make excuses like this person probably would have, right? Because they're looking for the reasons why this is not going to work already. They're looking for the exit doors before they've even entered the room. They're expecting the plane to crash and they're already moving towards the exit, right? That's the level of mentality that a lot of people have. And it's the reason why most people don't succeed because they're not willing to make a decision before they figure out what they're going to do. People want to figure everything out and then make a decision. Let me figure out how this all works and then I'm going to make a decision. No, no, no. You make a decision and then you figure out how it works. That's how it works. That's the way it goes, right? Otherwise, you end up going nowhere, which is more where most people stay. And that's why most people... Like it's, it's, it really saddens me, but it also like, it just like this, you can tell, like it just gets my blood boiling. I don't have the money for this. I can't afford this. You're right with that attitude. hundred percent. 
But instead of, I can't afford this, why don't you just ask a better question? How can I afford this? That simple little tweak changes possibilities. You become resourceful instead of an excuse maker. You put up opportunities instead of brick walls in front of you. And listen, like if you get nothing else from this podcast, I hope you understand that, listen, I don't put up with shit. And if your mindset is such that you think you are, like you have to, you know, in the next 10 years to get some certification or to get your ducks in a row or whatever, number one, you're not going to move forward. Number two, you'll attract more people into your coaching business who also come up with those excuses and you're going to have a fun time dealing with those. So listen, like be the client you want to attract. So if you want clients who are going to crush their goals, then you need to be the type of person who is committed to crushing your goals, which means you need to dominate, right? In the most loving way possible. It's not dominating at the expense of other people. It's dominating your industry, your niche in such a way that if someone says, I don't think this is going to work for me because I don't believe you. You're like, I don't care. I know this works. I don't know if you do. So next, move out of the way. I have another person behind you in line. It's like the soup Nazi in Seinfeld, right? No soup for you. One year, out. Next person comes in and it's just, it's that's it, right? That's it. So it's a mindset thing, but it's also a pipeline thing. When you've got a pipeline of endless people looking to work with you, you don't need to worry about that stuff. And in order for you to have an endless line of people working with you, you have to plan to be the best. You have to plan to dominate. And that's the third client activator. So I'll get off my soapbox. Um, again, I share all this with the most love and compassion possible. Sometimes it, come, it comes across me being pissed off and abrasive. And the reality is that it kind of is sometimes because I see this stuff and it really frustrates me. I wish I could just take people and shake them into understanding like, hey, like the way you're thinking is not serving you. Why? I understand you're fearful, whatever. Let's just move on. So anyways, that's part of the process, right? So if you've enjoyed this episode, remember to get the client activator scorecard over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash scorecard. Download your copy. It'll take you two minutes to get your score. And on the um, once you've requested the, the PDF, You can type directly into it or you can print it off, whatever you want. Um, I also include a bonus deep dive training for you that'll walk you through all of it to help you move your score as high as possible so you can get more clients, make more money, and all that good jazz. Sound good? Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. In the next episode, we'll be back with the fourth client activator. We're gonna be jumping into the message side of things. We've really just finished off now the market pillar. Next, we're gonna move into the message and messaging and don't miss that because that's going to be a very, very important one as they all are. So for now, have an awesome day and I'll see you in our next episode. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Health Printer Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, here's what I'd like you to do right now. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Health Printer Podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a rating or review. It helps us get in front of more people and change more lives. And if you're ready to start or scale your health or fitness coaching business and want to start getting in front of more people, working with them at a higher level without trading time for money, then I invite you to check out our free seven-figure health business blueprint training, totally free right now. And you can do so at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. For now, thank you so much for joining us. Continue to be great, do great. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.